Welcome back, everyone, to episode 127 of the Popcorn Podcast. I'm Tommy Cresta, alongside me, my co-host, Ryan Ferran, and today we're here to talk about some of the, this week's past uh, news, and we're also going to be reviewing, I was about to say Guy Ritchie's, Matthew Vaughn's newest film, Argyle. But before we get into that, Ryan, how was your week? I just, I, I burped, sorry. Um, not bad, not too bad. Um, keeping up with schoolwork, it's always a hassle, full-time student. No breaks. Um, I didn't sleep much last night. I'm very, very, very tired. So this is gonna be this is gonna be a long one. This is gonna be a tough one. Uh, but we're gonna pull through. It's the power of friendship. <laughs> <laughs> Shut the fuck fucking up. idiot. <laughs> well, going off of that, um, have we have an outline for this episode? We went a little bit more professional. Yeah, you you sent me a fucking. <laughs> It wasn't even. It was an Apple Notes screenshot. Um, it was not Apple Notes. It was Google Docs. Oh, it was Google it Docs. Was Google Docs. Yeah, you couldn't like email. You just took a screenshot. Yeah, it I didn't me. feel like it. I'm not gonna um, lie. A lot of spelling mistakes. Yeah, that's par for the course. With you bothering me at the moment, so I'm gonna get off my grammar. Who's gonna off my screen? Who's gonna see it? Me. It doesn't matter. Are you gonna? Yeah, give me a second. What's the first topic? Give me a second. Let's get to it. Come on. Well, you can't help with the first topic. It's a story. That it is. It is a story. It is a story. Yeah, we're gonna do the Argyle review last, I guess. Yeah, we'll do all this stuff first because Tommy's got a whole outline. I do. Ready to go. Yes. And first and foremost, he has a story that I I, I didn't know about, but yeah. apparently somebody tried to steal Nate our knew about it because Nate was on Xbox with me when it all first started, <laughs> and I was like, "Fuck." <laughs> okay, so the, it's not a super long story. So the other day, I normally get an email from one of our representatives at Apple that tells us our analytics for the month. Name's Giselle. How are we doing? Great. Great. Not as good as we do on Spotify, but great. All right. Still love Spotify you guys. makes up 90% of our listeners. Hey, but Spotify. Hey, Apple Music, though? Spotify is the first one, right? Apple, Apple Music. Apple Podcasts. Apple Podcasts. Fuck Apple Music. Apple Podcasts is fantastic. We love it just as much. Pandora can go fuck itself. <laughs> Someone said that on one of our <laughs> YouTube videos. They're like Pandora's kind of ass. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, fuck Pandora. Um, so I didn't. I guess because the numbers don't change very often if we don't do very well on Apple because Spotify is our main mm-hmm. our main channel. But then all of a sudden, my dad and me were talking. He's like, "Yeah." He's like, "I didn't know you guys stopped posting on Apple Podcast." I was like, "What are you talking about?" He's like, you've been posting an episode on Apple Podcasts since, since November 16th. Wow. And I was like, what? <laughs> and in my head, I'm like, Giselle? <laughs> Nothing? Because we were still getting listens, so I just didn't even think about it. Because yeah. I don't ever, ever actually look. I just get notifications every once in a while. But I guess I wasn't paying attention enough. And I like I emailed him like, hey, why haven't any of our episodes posted? <laughs> like, you haven't posted anything. I was like, what are you talking about? So I like, we're like running through some stuff. And she's like, this is the new email for the ownership of the podcast, right? Was not our email. <laughs> it was thepopcornpodcast at gmail.com. We do not have that. No. So for some reason, our podcast entered public domain for 13 minutes after our Hunger Games episode posted. Hmm. So someone claimed our podcast, made an email, and was trying to make money off Apple Podcasts. But well, we funny. don't have a deal with Apple Podcasts, so we don't make money. <laughs> so little do you know, we don't make money either. So <laughs> Son of a bitch. Jokes on you. And it ended up being some guy from California. 
who had our podcast. So I had to go through like this whole thing oh, without a podcast trying to claim the show, say it was mine. I'm like, how do we know it's yours? I'm like, because my name is on the show. <laughs> I was like, what else do you want? Yeah. And then I had to give like a whole like password thing about like what my account is. But everything's good now. All of our episodes are back on our podcast. Californian, huh? Yeah. I think it was Raiders coming to Raiders trying to knock us off, <laughs> yeah, trying to Sons cut off the edges. <laughs> <laughs> maybe it was fucking. Um, maybe Malcolm was trying to steal our podcast from him. Yeah, maybe. But, oh man. Yeah. So I thought that was kind of funny, but it, nothing. It didn't really affect the show. It was just I just thought it was funny that I had no idea this whole time. We get that guy behind bars. No. We're pressing charges. We're not pressing charges. <laughs> We're suing he, for... like, he like gave up the email. And, like he didn't activate the account for like two weeks. Oh, fair enough. Because he probably saw yeah, it. He was like, we don't make anything. He's like, what the hell do I <laughs> But it was funny because he didn't try and take any of the other channels. It was just Apple Podcasts. Just Apple. For some reason, didn't save that we were the owners of it anymore. Yeah, it's weird. Yeah, but huh. whatever. It's all fixed now. We I set up like. Three steps that it shows that it's us now if you try and log in. Perfect. But yeah, moving on from that, we have just some news from this past week. Starting off with news that just came out as of two hours ago that Brad Pitt will be starring Tarantino's next film, The Film Critic. Ooh. That's exciting. So we got, what was it? Uh, I forget the It's like Paul Walter Hauser. Is yeah. that his name? So he's in it. Not Brad Pitt. Missing anybody else? No, I think it's about a girl, but I don't think we've heard who it'll be yet. Because it's about like his favorite film critic or something who's a woman. but uh, Samuel Jackson, obviously. Paul Walter Hauser, and Brad Pitt. So the, she has not been cast yet. Yeah. For some reason I thought she was. Um, yeah, so I think that's pretty interesting. Last time, as we all know, Brad Pitt was nominated for an Oscar and ended up winning for his role in Tarantino's last film, what I believe is his best film, Once Upon a Time in Hollywood. I still think it's overrated. Yeah, not here. bad. If you want to hear why Ryan thinks it's overrated, go listen to our episode with Amanda Gabrielle, where we ranked the top 10. That was Not Amanda one. Gabrielle. <laughs> um, debatable Delaney. Which nice. Is, I'm sorry, Delaney. I've done this twice now. <laughs> Damn it. Oh, our next bit of news, though. Something Ryan is so, so excited about. Is it Madam Webby? El Muerto is back in development. Let's fucking go, dude. Bad Bunny will not be returning to the Fuck. Rumble. Goddamn. All right. El, El if you guys don't remember El Muerto. El Muerto is a would be part of that spin-off Spider-Man universe without Spider-Man. However, if you ever read the comics, El Muerto is in one singular issue of a Spider-Man comic. He's a wrestler who fights Spider-Man. That's it. I have no idea why this movie's getting made. I don't know why. It was good. We were all happy when it got canceled. No one cared. But it's back in development. <laughs> so, yes, they're back into the casting uh, process. I, for one... I'm super excited. I think he's he's a character they can really do a lot with. Um, now they're not going to do anything with it because they're fucking idiots. But um, it's going to be terrible. It's so it's bad. Gonna, Nothing uh, in that universe has been good yet. No, is it? It's still just Morbius now, right? What else, What am I missing? Morbius, Venom. Oh yeah, Venom. That's right. Um, they got Vulture Madame now. Web. Is Madame Web going to be a part of that? She's in that universe. Well, she's Madame Web's kind of like her own. Yeah, she's not in any. Well, I guess in this movie she's gonna be in her universe. Yeah, it's so dumb. Did you hear about that? It's not on the news thing. It's not on the outline. But they originally wanted Andrew Garfield to appear in Madame Web, mm-hmm. but then they realized the movie took place in two thousand seven, so that would make no sense that he would be Spider Man. But then they were like, "Oh, let's move Tom Holland," forgetting again that the movie set in two thousand seven and they can't use Tom Holland. <laughs> 
And then they decide to put it in its own world by itself with no Spider-Man. Why is it set in 2007? I don't know. It might actually be 2003. Why? Oh, no. This movie's going to be so unbelievable. I will say, Sydney Sweeney actually seemed invested in her character. Yeah, dude, I remember remember the castings. It was like, oh, Dakota Johnson's on yeah. it. That's she's a great actress. Sydney Sweeney, I'm excited. Sydney Sweeney, she great like character. Yeah, and then there's the I forget her name, but the girl who played Dora is a great act. Like yeah. she's a really good actress. <laughs> that Dora movie was good. Yeah, it's you know, good cast, but that that trailer was so so bad, dude. <laughs> Everything about mom. the movie looks bad. What was that quote? It was like, he was with my mom in the Amazon when she was researching spiders before she died. <laughs> It's so like so poorly paced. It's such a long sentence, but it's, she reads it so fast. Yeah, what's that? Grant like a runaway sentence? Yeah, run on sentence. Run on sentence. A runaway yeah. sentence. I don't know. I can't remember. You might want to go and catch it. I'm tired. <laughs> okay, moving on. Uh, we have a new casting in the DC universe, and that is Millie Alcock as Supergirl. If you don't remember. I have been petitioning for her to play Supergirl or Spider-Gwen. So I'm happy I got one of the choices right. This is the first time ever wanted someone to be a character and it actually happened. Yeah. So I love Millie Alcock. I think she was Greenhouse of the Dragon. I'm very excited to see see her take on the role of Supergirl. Yeah. And she's getting a solo movie to start off with. It's pretty yeah. cool. It's, it's incredible. I, I think she's going to do a great job. She's you know She was obviously great in House of the Dragon, but I am not going to lie. I think... I did want her to be Spider-Gwen more than I wanted her to be Supergirl. Yeah, but I would rather have a good actress in the DC universe than Marvel. Because it probably end up being a Sony movie. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Fuck Sony. No, I mean, I, I think she's going to do great. Um, We'll see. Again, we'll see. We can't really talk about that stuff yet because we'll just see how Superman Legacy is. And if that, obviously, I is James Gunn doing the Supergirl movie too? He's producing it. Okay. Then yeah, well, it doesn't really matter. Probably He's producing all of it. Yeah, going to have a different writer, director, whatever, but. They already picked the writer and director. Okay. I guess who it is, though. Okay. That's helpful. Sorry. Yeah. But we'll see how that universe yeah, goes. Yeah, we'll see how the universe is going. Yeah. I think it's going to be good. I still have a lot of hope. I, you know. Whatever. James Gunn's going to do a great yeah, job. I'm, I still I'm have afraid. faith. But moving on from that, we have a new horror film coming to Neon and coming to theaters soon. And this is Nicolas Cage's newest film called Long Legs. Do you see these posters? No. Yeah, it was called Long Legs, and I didn't you want to look at it. Up. I don't want to There's look no at... spiders in I promise. Yeah, right. I swear I swear my life. It's called Long Legs. I swear to God. I just want you to pull up the posters. I'm going to look at it. look up Long Legs posters, though, because it will make sense when I'm reading the – because they dropped little synopsises with each poster, but okay. it's only on Instagram. I know you don't have Instagram on your computer. I do, but – Do you? Like yeah. set up and everything? Yeah. Oh, go on Neon. Fine, Neon's Instagram. Yeah, this is not it. Yeah, you can just go on Instagram and go Neon. And All right, Neon. All right, describe what the movie is. So I'm looking this up. Okay, so Neon, we don't have a lot of information except that Maker Monroe is in it alongside Nicolas Cage, and it's written and directed by Osgood Perkins. It is supposedly a new serial killer movie, and so they dropped four very different posters, and they're all very creepy in their own regard. But the first one is a woman sitting down. With no, with just natural light peeling through, and she's trying to cut her stomach with what looks like a knife. Oh yeah, no, yeah. I, yeah. And oh. it says, "Miss Camera, Mother, Father, Priest, Axe, nineteen seventy-five. It was a good day for a good girl to be at school." So that's the first one. Oh God, who? And we move on to another one, which appears to be a nun covered in blood. She's, she's leaning against a car, and this one says, "Door to door, there she goes." 
Where she steps, nobody knows except where, for him. Where she stops, knows. nobody knows except for step. him. He knows. Yep, you said no, steps. Stops. The big steppers. Yeah. But again, I thought it was a really cool poster. And I'm really digging the marketing so far. But again, looks really creepy. And after that, they decided to drop one, which is looks to be a crime scene where they're all leaning, dead bodies are all leaning against each other with a white cloth over their head. And it says the the Horn family, former family of four, mother got it worst. Father said she needed it most. No signs of forced entry. November 14th, 1992. It was an inside job. Yeah. And I'm assuming just from this, maybe Nicolas Cage is playing the detective that's solving these murders. Because you pay attention, they're all different years and different times. And then the final one, to me, is just really eerie. <laughs> It's not like a very scary poster, but mm-hmm. of course, as every other poster says, this is Minka Monroe and Nicholas Cage, Long Legs, written and directed by Oscar Perkins. And it's just a backyard in the snow. And I can't tell. Yeah, it looks like it's a young girl. And it says, the birthday girl, eight years old, police report, January 13th, 1974. So lucky to celebrate. So I have no idea anything about this. I just, it's being talked about as a new serial killer thriller. I mean, there is a there is an about thing on Google. Oh, there is. Can you read it? Yeah. Uh, so, FBI agent Lee Harker is assigned to an unsolved serial killer case that takes an unexpected turn, revealing evidence of the occult. Harker discovers a personal connection to the killer and must stop him before he strikes again. I'm assuming that's Nicolas Cage's character. I guess. I don't know. It's directed by Oz Perkins. Osgood Perkins. Uh, this just says Oz Perkins, but I believe you. Uh, it says on all the posters, Osgood. I got you. Yeah. Fair enough. All right. Um, so yeah. Uh, yeah. Oh, I mean, did you did you watch the trailers and the synopsis? I think in the outline. No. Oh, okay. Well, the, you can you can watch it right now while I'm yeah. talking about no, it. No, I just want to watch Perfect Days. I'm gonna watch this trailer. Okay. Well, there's a new horror movie coming out, and the first trailer was released. It's called In a Violent Nature, and it's following the POV of the killer. And it was a very short trailer, very quick, just a little teaser, but it got me invested. Supposedly, it's super gory over-the-top slasher, and it's actually like a zombie-monster hybrid is what the killer is. But it's from the POV of the killer, which I think is a really cool idea because we don't get to see that side very often. It's always the people who are getting attacked from the killer. Unless you're Michael Myers' sister. Then it's Michael's POV. No, it's not like first-person POV. Oh, like, dude, that's so boring. That would be horrible. <laughs> no, the whole movie that was The whole movie here is... No, what's that movie? Hardcore Henry. Yeah, I want to watch that movie. Garbage. Really? I've heard it's fun. It's so bad. <laughs> I just love the the one reason the boss is like, I like your jacket. Yeah. It's just a flamethrower. Uh, someone was saying that the other day. Like, so yeah, bad. that's an actual. That's a video from Russia. I'm like, no, it's from a movie. I used to think it was. Yeah, like, no, that, it's, I a, no it's a movie. It's from Hardcore Henry. Yeah. Um. Yeah. He doesn't talk. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, but it gets very like. It would have been cool, like thirty minutes. Okay. It's like an hour and 50 minutes. Yeah, but that's fine. Soap doesn't talk either. Soap does talk. In the second game. Exactly. Yeah. But it's in not going to be game. a second hardcore. <laughs> <laughs> no, fuck that movie. Me and Matt Coyle watched that um, when we were sophomores in high school. That movie was ass. Oh, that's why. You that- weren't evolved enough, dude. Oh, my God. You couldn't. <laughs> First trailer for Guy Ritchie's new film, The Ministry of Ungentlemanly, Ungentlemanly Warfare, was released as film stars. Henry Cavill, Alan Richardson, and more is based off the book of the same title. And for those who don't know, it is about a private contracted team during World War II that takes out Nazis. But they would use like C4 made out of gum 
and sticks, and they would make that to blow things up. They used very, as it says, ungentlemanly warfare because they would trick people into walking the traps that they had set up. They would hide disguises. They very much fought in secret. And yeah, it's a book. Everyone speaks very highly of it. And yeah, the trailer looks awesome. I think Henry Cavill's having an absolute blast while filming this. Alan Richardson is just a big ass dude with a bow. Mm-hmm. And everyone else looks like they, they're having, it just looks like a really fun movie to be a part of. And who doesn't love people just killing Nazis? Yeah, it's the best. It's the best time you can have. Um, yeah, no, it looks, it looks fun. And Guy Ritchie's overdue for a good movie. He's, you know, it's usually like three bad ones and then he drops a good one and you're like, ah, this what? guy's pretty good. What? I haven't seen The Covenant yet, <laughs> but. The Gentleman was in his last three. Was it? No, it's not his last three. The dude drops like two movies a year. Guy Ritchie. Let me pull this up. The Gentleman was like 2019. So Gentleman was 2019. Uh-huh. Since then, he dropped Operation Fortune. Remember that one? It like yep. came and went. Yep. Uh, that was 2023. No. Uh, Wrath of Man, what? which was Jason Statham. Yep. That has, has a 7, 1 on IMDb, a 70 on Rotten Tomatoes. Okay. Operation Fortune. Roost de Guerre has a 6.3 on IMDb with a 51 on Rotten Tomatoes. I believe you. Uh, the Covenant, which is a banger, and the General Twenty Nineteen. So okay, so he's done. What was that? What was that? Five, four. Yeah, that would be his fifth one. But out of his last four, three of them have been good. So you say? I, I'm going off of. <laughs> I don't know, man. You know, it wasn't good that he made King Arthur. <laughs> Yeah. That movie was ass. No, he's an extremely hit or miss yeah. director. But, you know, this one looks fun. He's like, um, what's his name? Edgar Wright. Very much yeah. hit or miss. Yeah. Mostly hit. But <laughs> Guy Ritchie is, you know. I love Guy Ritchie. So hit or mediocre. <laughs> hey. Guy Ritchie is fantastic. He, makes, he knows exactly what he wants to make. Yeah. That's why he makes fucking two movies a year. <laughs> He just keeps bumping them out. <laughs> Moving on to news that I was so annoyed to see is that Chris Rock is set to de- direct an American remake of Thomas Vittenberg's Oscar-winning film, Another Round. Yeah, is that is that the Leonardo DiCaprio one? That's been Leo the worst was originally like, going to produce it. He was going to produce and start. Yeah, right? I don't know if he's still part of it. Because they announced it like the week after the Oscars. When that was yeah. Like, I don't know if they're still doing that, though. Okay. But I know Chris Rock's directing it. And every single comment was like, can we just not? Yeah, why? Why is he directing? The movie's incredible. Just go watch the original. Yeah. What, did he direct that Saw movie? What was it Spiral that he was in? Did he direct that? I thought he probably didn't, but just in my head, I feel like he may have. Yeah, that movie's ass. I don't know. I don't remember. Whatever. Uh, moving on to more exciting news. Severance season two is finally in production. Everyone who has watched this show has been waiting and waiting and waiting for them to say they're going to make the second season. And they finally did. They posted a, uh, a black and white photo of Adam Scott just hauling it down the hallway. And it was pretty cool because I got to meet the creator and watch the finale with him, which was pretty cool. But yeah, I love Severance. Did you watch it yet? No, I still haven't watched it. Severance was really good. I highly recommend everyone check it out. I believe it's on Apple TV. Yeah, yeah. I, I've never watched a single thing on Apple TV yet. It's good. Never watched anything on there, yeah. but I, I know I'm missing stuff because I know Ted Lasso's good. I've heard good things about what was that? Uh, 
So that like, silo last year, oh, I've, heard, yeah. I've heard that's pretty cool. Yeah. Um, Severance, obviously. Yeah. There's some good stuff on Apple TV. I've just never even opened the app. You should watch know. the Ted show on Peacock. Ted, I've heard it's, you know, I've heard it's funny. It's the best thing in that universe. Better than both movies. Really? It's so funny. Okay. And it, it's enough. like built towards like me and you's type of humor. Yeah. Like it's yeah. not for everyone. It's yeah. really just live action family guy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but it's perfect. Yeah. Um, Moving on from that, we got a trailer for Dave Patel's directorial debut, Monkey Man. Dave Patel is fantastic. What did I say, Dave? You said Dave. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm I'm struggling. But yeah, this trailer looked absolutely insane. And it was for a really cool reason why he's making this movie is because he's been trying for five years to be a lead in an action movie. Mm-hmm. No one would cast him, so he decided, well, if no one's going to cast him, I'm just going to make it myself. Yeah. And that's what he's doing. And it looks insane. And I'm super, super excited to watch it. Yeah, he's he's been one of those guys the past couple of years who like he doesn't do a ton of stuff and when he pops up in something, you're like, Holy shit, this guy's great. So seeing him in um in an action movie is gonna be pretty different, but in a good way. I think he, he can definitely pull it off and we'll see how his, you know, his directing goes. But produced by Jordan Peele and the trailer looked fucking cool. The the story looks really fun. Um I'm scared for this. Oh, the, the score, dude, this awesome. shit's hype. Yeah. It was um, very nice. <laughs> just to, We just have uh, this and the next story. So the first trailer for Zac Efron's newest film, Ricky Stanicki, was released. This film also stars John Cena and Andrew Santino. Yeah. Did you watch it? I did watch it, yeah. It looks pretty funny. I'm so <laughs> excited to watch this. Yeah, it looks like a good, goofy comedy. Yeah. And we, we finally know what that meme of John Cena walking in the, the short skirt and the tights is. Do you not remember that? No. Oh, there were pictures going around of him walking in like a short skirt and like tights and high heels oh, walking really? into his trailer. And everybody was like, what the fuck is he doing? <laughs> oh, I know. <laughs> I know. Yeah, but this movie looks really funny. William H. Macy is also in it. Mm. And this movie just looks absolutely insane. It looks like the exact kind of comedy movie I would enjoy. Yeah. And I think John Cena continues to prove that he's one of my favorite actors. He's always so funny in his roles. And I think he's just actually a good actor. Yeah. So, and same thing, obviously, Zach Efron, we've talked about the Iron Claw enough on this show. Um, but Andrew Santino as well, he's a super funny comedian, and he's great on Dave. So we know he can act. We know he can be funny. I, you know, I think it's be good. I think it'd be fun. And then the final bit of news I want to talk about, and this is Dune 2's marketing team has released their promo popcorn. <laughs> Can't get through it without laughing. Dune 2's promo popcorn bucket. And the internet went on fire. <laughs> what about it is so funny, Tom? Well, if you need to know, what you... the worm is coming out of the bucket. No, I've seen it. Yeah. I don't think why, why is it funny? Well, it looks like something that men would use on Whoa! themselves. <laughs> or if what? you're every guy on Twitter saying how they would use it on themselves. <laughs> what are you talking about? <laughs> they so would yeah. use it to like fist bomb, eat popcorn. <laughs> How do you even eat popcorn at that thing? Do you reach in and it, like the tentacles get stuck on your wrist? Dude, like I don't know. I, like in the dark, am I gonna be like fighting it to get my yeah. popcorn out of it? You're not pouring it. I'm, I'm buying one. The it looks so. To, okay, dude, everybody's gonna be staring like. I want to be like behind me on video episodes. Yeah, I just want to sitting on like a shelf. Grogu coming no, out. Not even of sitting it. like this, like sitting at the camera, <laughs> like leaning out. If you guys don't know what me and Ryan, why we're laughing so much, please, while you're listening to us talk about, look it up. It is really funny. And Dune Lee pulled it, like, off the, like, release picture. Yeah. But it's still out there. It's still being released. And I think they've kind of leaned into it. Regal leaned into it with a really funny tweet about it. But, yeah, I think it's really funny, and I'm definitely buying one. 
I just don't know how, like, genuinely. How yeah. are you eating popcorn out of that? Maybe it controls <laughs> just, how much you pull out. Just uh, knocks out of your hand. <laughs> no. You don't want to buy it. <laughs> they, um, Dune also had released a little snippet talking about Austin Butler and his character in Dune 2. Mm. And every single person said he's absolutely insane in it. Like, he's his performance is incredible. And he was so scary to act with because he would just turn into this, like, monster of an actor. Yeah, but yeah, I'm super excited. Me and Ryan, thank God, are going to see it early in IMAX, which is really exciting. It's gonna be tight, 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 tight. But yeah, I'm excited, and uh, yeah, I'm gonna be buying a Dune promo popcorn bucket. Have you seen that edit of um, Tuco fighting Thanos? No. Oh, dude, it's the best. <laughs> you just keep telling me about these memes. <laughs> I've like it's, I've um, never seen this before. Yeah, no, it's like he. Um, it's like when Iron Man gets the the stones and he's about to snap. Yeah. It's Tuco with like different colored meth rocks. Really? <laughs> and he's like, yeah, tight, tight, tight. It's so funny. Now <laughs> so it's like smashing them up, snorting them. Oh, it's great. From Ryan's, Ryan's me moment. Yeah. And uh, we're going to be talking about the film, that, the only reason we're actually recording this episode today, and that is the new film Argyle. And before we give our thoughts, I want to say what the – audiences and critics are so far thinking about it. It is currently at a 6.1 out of 10 on IMDb and 83% on Google. And it has a 37% critic score on Rotten Tomatoes. The critic consensus is that Argyle gets him, gets some mileage out of its silly, energetic spin on the spy thriller, but ultimately wears out its welcome with a convoluted plot and an over, over long runtime. Yeah. Um, this film has its moments. I think Sam Rockwell and Bryce Dallas Howard had good chemistry. I like, enjoyed watching them together. Mm-hmm. I definitely think Sam Rockwell carries the majority of this film on his back. Yeah. That being said, though, Bryce Dallas Howard was still fun to watch in a lot of parts. Yeah, like it's it's not, she wasn't bad. It was just no, it's Sam just Rockwell was great towards the end. It um you know the whole movie tails off, but Sam Rockwell is definitely the the best part of this movie, at least for me. Yeah, it was just really fun to watch. Anytime any action scene, it was really funny watching him. Like you know, he's that spy who was just goofy. Too good at his job and just, you know, dicking around half the time. So it's very fun to watch. And Sam Rockwell does it perfectly. So definitely carried the movie for for me at least. Yeah. It, without him, I think I would have a much lower score than what I believe I'm sitting at. Yeah. But just a quick synopsis on the film if you have not seen it yet. A reclusive author, Ellie Conway, writes best-selling espionage novels about secret agent named Argyle, who's on a mission to unravel a global spy syndicate. However, when the plot of her books start to mirror the Covert actions of a real-life spy organization, the lines between fiction and reality begin to blur. This film was directed, as I said, by Matthew Vaughn. Its screenplay was written by Jason Fuchs, and it was distributed by Universal Pictures, Apple TV, and it had a budget of $200 million. Wow. That was $200 million? Wow. (laughs) Where the fuck did that money go? That CGI is not what Matthew Vaughn (laughs) used it on. And I also, going into I kind of knew what you are going to get from Matthew Vaughn. Yeah. And his movies never seem to have the best CGI, so I don't know what he ends up using his budgets on a lot of the yeah, time. I, I don't know. Maybe ammo, because there's a lot of gun shooting in his movies. There is a lot, yeah. Um, yeah, but it's never because even the Kingsman movies don't have the best CGI. No, and there's ammo. really there's no blood in this movie. Yeah, there's really none in the Kingsman movies that I can remember. Dude, um, what the fuck did all this? I don't know. They, they, that's that is surprising because there are some moments in this where you're like, what the. Fuck, there's just not the car chase and the, to start the movie for me was like, 
Oh no, that was horrible. Yeah, but then there was the one. Um, just the cat. I don't know there was some explosion that was really, really bad. Um, oh, the oil. <laughs> yeah, the oil was dumb. That whole sequence. <laughs> Jesus Christ, yeah. man. Um, yeah, it, this movie. If you watch the trailer, you know exactly what you're getting in for. Like yeah. this, to be to give it credit, this movie is one of the best trailers for this movie. You know what I mean? Like. Watching this trailer, I knew what I was getting in for, and I nothing caught me by surprise. Like in the way that I, that you know, I knew the tone of this movie going in. I knew, you know, what was going on. Uh, there was nothing like misleading about this trailer. So I will give it credit for that. Like if you watch the trailer, and if you know Matthew Vaughn, if you've seen Kingsman or Kick Ass, whatever, you know exactly what you're getting in for this movie. And if that's your thing, you're probably gonna like it because I I love the Kingsman movies. I think they're really fun. Uh, the second one's obviously not great, but it's still fun. It's still a yeah. good time. Um, so I, I enjoyed this movie. I enjoyed this movie for the first act and a half, I guess. And then as it goes on into that third act, it really, really tapers off. And it's just way, way too long. I did not know it was two hours and 20 minutes. Yeah, it's, it shouldn't be. It should have been like an hour 50. 45, 50, yeah. yeah. That's what most of these movies should sit at, like these kind of movies. Yeah. Uh, just be careful to those who haven't seen the movie and maybe are trying to follow along what me and Ryan are talking about. Be careful going on there because there are spoilers literally if you just, you know, like when you go online, like it says like the site and then it tells you like a little description. Yeah. There, there's spoilers lay on the Wikipedia one. <laughs> well, what was the spoiler? I'm not going to say it. She whispered into the microphone. <laughs> <laughs> so. Now I'm curious. But uh. Yeah, this movie definitely has its moments where you're really enjoying yourself. I think every single one of the actors did their best. Oh, yeah. No, that's the first line of the Wikipedia. Yep. Is the- <laughs> pretty big spoiler. <laughs> that's pretty funny. <laughs> but then I was checking to make sure like it wasn't just like, oh, is that like no knowledge? But I don't think it is because not on anything else. Yeah, it's not really in the trailers or anything. Yeah, like it's not. I mean, I, I, I assumed totally it. assumed it going in, but if you don't know. Then, yeah, I mean, why yeah. would you know? Why yeah. would you even think that? Yeah. Like, especially if you don't know it's the same dude yeah but yeah this movie just again it was just way like there's times when movie feels like the batman as much as that's one of my favorite superhero movies there you could have cut five to ten minutes out of that movie you could have cut like an hour from this movie you could have cut like 20 30 minutes max I, an hour is pretty crazy that whole third act would felt so unnecessary but no the third act yeah the third act is crazy but i think I think we think it's longer than it actually was just because it kept going. Yeah, maybe. Maybe an hour. And we were so like, this isn't too much of a spoiler. When they get to France, I I got sleepy and I never woke up for the rest of the movie. It's, you know what I mean? Like the beginning is very fun and that initial kind of like adventure they go on. Like when they first start. Yeah, that's all really fun. Really fun. It's, It's a good time. But then, you know. Once the characters start to like settle in, you know, like like in any you know buddy action movie, they kind of like settle into each other. When that happens in this movie, it it takes a major dive. Yeah, because it doesn't have that fun like argument to it anymore. Yeah, like it needs yeah. that like banter, and it just doesn't have it as much. Yeah. And like you said, they have good chemistry, Rockwell and it, uh, it just kind of loses Howard, it. Yeah, for me, just loses the sauce. Yeah, and I, I yeah, I just think the whole third act to me could have been trimmed down so 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 much yeah or even just i feel like you could have ended it right in uh wherever they go after france the yeah the the with the, the secret keeper. thing yeah, i feel yeah. you could have you could have done an ending from there 
Yeah. It would have just been the same. Yeah, I agree. I would have been better because I wouldn't have had to sit through the whole rest of the movie. Um, and I know this is Matthew Vaughn and he's very much over the top as like his style of filmmaking. Mm-hmm. And I'm not going to bash on that. But this one felt like, like he does do it in Kick-Ass. Like that's just his thing. He does it in The Kingsman. It felt like he finally didn't have someone to tell him that he's going too far. Like sequences. Like with the smoke. Yeah. That felt like too much. See, I didn't I didn't mind the smoke. See that that bothered me. It was the oil that was way too far. Yeah. Because it was just and it's it's not that like you see a lot of guys like Zack Schneider's a guy that like goes over the top and we're like, you need a no man. Or yeah. Taika Waititi needs a no man because he like in his scenes he goes over the top. I think he just need Matthew Vaughn just needs like a writing partner to just say like this is a dumb scene we can make something better out of yeah, this. Yeah, but he didn't even write it. Oh yeah, he didn't. Yeah, that's, that's what I'm saying. Like I feel like it wasn't the smoke itself because that mm-hmm. that there is normal smoke that people use in in combat that yeah. has different colors. It was like that they were using dance as their fighting technique. Yeah, that that scene didn't do it for me. And it the trailer that is the one thing in the trailer that was like completely different. To get into a little bit of spoiler in the trailer, that scene is like that Elvis music. Yeah, it's, it's really fun. It's so cool. In the but trailer. this one in the movie is like a slow dance, and yeah. it just completely cuts the pace. It's like, oh my if they god, had the Elvis, that would have been hype. Yeah, it could have been a fun action scene, but they make it into like a slow romantic yeah. thing, and it just does. And not like work. the close-ups felt weird to me when they're yeah. like really close. Yeah, like it's very uncomfortable uh, close-ups. Yeah. Um, yeah, and then the whole scene with the oil was. It just felt like it eventually. It was over the top from the start. Like, that's just how the movie's going to be. Yeah. And we all knew that going in. But then it felt like we went to a – even a level that was too far for that. Yeah. Which yeah, I, yeah. I still, I'm still going – I didn't hate this movie. And I'm still going to watch whatever this man directs next. I just like Matthew Vaughn. Mm. But I, I just think the next one maybe go back to more like the first Kingsman, first Jackass level of things. Yeah. It seems like Jackass 2 goes a little like this. Kingsman 2 gets a little more mm-hmm. over the top. Yeah. So I feel like when he goes a little, like, still makes, like, it's definitely, like, a dramatized world. Like, everything's a little weird. Mm. But I feel like sometimes he just goes a little too far. But I still think definitely. he I still like his filmmaking. I still like his movies. Yeah. And I just think this might have been the one of his weaker ones so far. Yeah, I, I agree. I think he's still one of the better action directors. Just just the way he does his action is is really, really smart. The way he he's famous for, like, cutting out frames individual frames so the punches like snap quicker it's very it's very very cool when you look into it but uh, he just didn't really bring it fully in this movie in this one i think the main fight scene especially in the trailer is like the train one in the beginning that's it i don't know i i didn't like that it, sequence. i didn't like the character swap thingy no that was really bad that was i, I really didn't like though. that yeah and i get that he liked her like blinking and stuff mm-hmm. and her eyes closing. I feel like he did too much. Definitely. Like you see her lashes close. Yeah. And because they do it throughout the movie. It's not yeah, just you wanna, like that sequence. Yeah, going to first person. Yeah. yeah. Like, I, I I had stuff like, as I just said, hardcore Henry. I have a weird thing with like first person stuff. I think it looks weird. Mm-hmm. The only movie that I think I actually like is Halloween when you just see the quick like stab because I think it shows you from Michael's point of view. But I yeah, I feel like his fight scenes in Kingsman were so cool, like you can feel every punch in those movies. I feel like this yeah. one I didn't feel it. Like the punches yeah. didn't feel like they were hitting. The gunshots yeah. didn't feel like they were hitting them. Mm-hmm. Like it, it just felt softer. Yeah, I, I agree. I definitely agree. Um, yeah, 
So what do you what do you score this movie? I'm probably closer to IMDb because I don't want to. I still enjoyed the movie, and if someone like if Sean or Ian wanted to go, I would go see it with them. Yeah. So I I, I think it's like a sixty-two. I was gonna say like 60, 61. Yeah, I'm actually gonna make the new films we watched. I'm gonna make the twenty. Oh, let's go, dude! I'm gonna make it. I'm gonna make it on Google Docs this time, so we can Hell share. Yeah. So I don't have to like screenshot to you later. Let's do year. it. Um, yeah, no, this movie was just kind of you know, I kind of I honestly got what I expected, but that in and of itself was kind of disappointing because I was hoping that Matthew Vaughn would kind of surprise me more with this one, but just didn't. And it was, you know, fairly disappointing, but still a good time. And if you're into this, like, I I think my dad's going to watch this movie and have a lot of fun. I mean, yeah, like, I think your dad, I think my yeah. dad would really like it. Yeah, this is a good, this is a good, like, relaxing action movie. You know what I mean? Is this the only movie we've seen so far this year? That's a good question. I don't know. Maybe that's come out this year, yeah. At least together. Was the Beekeeper 2024? I think it was. But I didn't see that one. That's on you. You went without me because you're a bastard. I asked you to see it. No, you didn't. Yes, you did. You said no. You straight. You did not ask me. What are you talking? Just about? to be clear, I would have said no because I didn't want to see that You did say movie. no. I asked I you on the podcast. Nah. You said I'm not seeing it. <laughs> um. Oh, this is actually. I saw Night Swim as well. Oh, how was that movie? I knew exactly what I was getting with a horror movie about a swimming pool. Yeah. It's getting, I think the hate that it's getting is too much. Mm-hmm. Wyatt Russell is having the time of his life filming this movie. Yeah, that's the thing. Like, it, the trailer, like, quotes were like, oh, this is actually good. And then everything, the trailer itself looked really dumb. But you get Wyatt Russell and um, what's her name? Uh, God, I forget her name. She, the, the wife in the, in the wife, movie. The wife, yeah. Yeah, I mean, she was up for an Oscar last year. It's like, how the, how the hell do you get that cast for a movie about a haunted swimming pool so I, it made no sense to me but it's because it was a ton of fun to film like there's like a scene where he's, he's like spoiler for everyone so if you're gonna go see night sweat <laughs> yeah i skipped 15 minutes um yeah he uh he's possessed if you couldn't tell <laughs> and he um he's like finding his kid and he bitch slaps his daughter and she <laughs> goes flying and then she like like scurries away and he's like Marco, <laughs> me and the rest of the theater out loud laugh. And you could tell that that was not part of the script. Like it was something he thought for Sam's was like, Marco. Yeah. And I was like, good. that was pretty funny. Yeah. But it, it's exactly what I thought I was going to get out of it. Fair enough. Yeah. So the beekeeper, Night Swim. I give Night Swim 55. Yeah. All right. Now to get into spoilers. Oh, yeah. With Argo, if you've uh, seen it. Yeah. I, I mean, I don't think, I don't think we're, we're going to talk about it too much more. We've kind of said what we what we wanted to say, and there's not really too much to spoil. But to get into it, we've been you know, click off now if you want to see it. You got five seconds. What'd you give this movie? I'm sorry. Five, four, three, two, one. What'd you give this? Sixty-one. Sixty-one. Yeah, so you go gave with that. One lower than me. Um, yeah, yeah. Swim beekeeper. Perfect. Um, this is set in the Kingsman universe, mm-hmm. as we've said. You know, we've said both multiple times we like the Kingsman a lot, which we do. Uh, Matthew Vaughn's last series that he tried to do it's very very fun um i I went into this i honestly i told you in the car on the way there i'm like i think because the trailer was you know who's the real argyle i was like i think it's going to be 
Eggsy from the Kingsman. I, like, I, I wish it was English Channing Tatum because that would have made sense if it's the U.S. Yeah, yeah, one of the American ones. I thought it was going to be somebody from the Kingsman, which would have been kind of stupid. But it would have been, cool. been kind of cool if you want to set it in the Kingsman universe. But they do it in a post-credit scene. You find out that Henry Cavill, who's been playing Argyle, who's a fake character, is a real dude with an American accent. But then there's a post-credit scene where... Did you think that was him? I assumed it was him because he has the same haircut. Um, he's also has a British accent. He does say, do you have questions for me? Which I guess would make sense. Yeah. So he must be connected in some way to, you know, the Kingsman or I forget what the Americans were called. But yeah, it, it was kind of, it was kind of weird. It, it felt a little bit forced, but at the same time, if Matthew Vaughn's doing both of them, I don't really blame him. He can have fun and just put it in there. And it's really just another spy agency to throw in the mix so they can, you know, work together or something. And if we get more of Sam Rockwell and Bryce Dallas Howard doing spy shit I'm down. with the Kingsmen and with the, the Statesmen is what they're called. Is that I'm what down. Called the Statesmen? Yeah, I'm down. That'd be fun. They're, they're really, really fun movies. Um, so yeah, that's, that's fine by me. Um, now the, the big spoiler who Argyle is, it's just Bryce Dallas Howard, but it's Rachel Kyle. It's fucking stupid. <laughs> they announce it. We're like, she. I'm not going to spend the whole episode explaining this. When they did the reveal, I really just laughed because they explain it with her name is Rachel Kyle. Our Kyle is our guile. And I couldn't I couldn't help but laugh at that. It, it was pretty funny. Um, I think the reveals in this were like. She, you know, shoots him in the heart, but she does it with a two inch pathway, it's not going to hit him in the heart. It's like, you know, like it feels like that old school cheesy spy, like everything works out because they have some hidden plan that doesn't really make sense, but it's going to catch the audience by surprise. They just do it way too much in this movie. There's and that's, so many. that's why the ending drags so much it's because there's like 10 twists at the end and you're like, okay, uh, we're good. We can move on now. It's fine. It doesn't matter. Um, and then there's the oil scene we've been talking about, which is might be one of the worst scenes in a movie. Yeah, I'll let you take that because you were you you hated it a lot. Yeah. So everyone, if you guys have been longtime listeners, you guys know my deep, 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 deep hatred for Batman and Robin, the early Joel Schumacher superhero film starring George Clooney and Chris O'Donnell. And it's a banger, if, if you watch this movie in the opening act. There is a sequence in a museum where Mr. Freeze makes the whole place ice mm -hmm. and his goons are in hockey gear and they're skating around trying to keep a diamond away from Batman and Robin. It's after the dinosaur roars. That it's after the dinosaur there. roars. That's a plastic dinosaur. And he says what killed the dinosaurs, the ice age. <laughs> but the ice age. <laughs> fall down like, oh my God, Batman, it's the hockey team from hell. And then they, then they get knocked over and they clink their shoes together twice like they're goddamn Dorothy and skate and they battle out the hockey team from hell. So in Argyle, the whole storyline of what made her be a writer is that she was in a skating accident. And the whole time, so then finally all this oil spilled, they can't shoot anymore, they're getting surrounded eventually. And she turns to him and she's like, skating, could I, could I actually skate or was that a lie too? And he's like, no, no, he's like, you're, you're an amazing skater. Mm -hmm. And she's like, okay. And she puts these knives down and she stomps on them. 
but they, they don't cut like how it makes sense because then we get stuck. Uh-huh. She st- puts the blade up where she stopped. Oh. <laughs> it would have cut her shoe and probably not stuck in the way that they do. She then proceeds to fight off all these dudes by ice skating on oil. Can you do that? Like, I don't think so. Physics wise, I don't think that's First how all, that works. First of all, the with like the ridges catching to the ground? Uh, maybe she put the ridges into her boots, so it's the other There's side. There's ridges on both sides. It was a throw. Were they? I don't know, man. Man, and the CGI was so bad. And then they can't shoot, but then she starts doing like that. You know that thing? With yeah, ice that skaters. was the part. Ice skaters spin really fast. <laughs> yeah. They did like the thing. But she has to go on her shoulder and shooting yeah. the entire time. But yeah, only that- after Brian Cranston gives them an order that she can't hear to shoot. So it, the whole scene was stupid. It's like when it's up there with like uh, Bully McGuire for me. Like it's that bad. Yeah, that that scene was probably the worst in the whole movie because it just doesn't make sense. Yeah, it just doesn't make sense. Like the whole thing, she had her brainwashed and she had fake memories implanted. But the one fake memory that was like important to her happens to be real. So <laughs> yippee! It happens to be the most important one. Yeah, it's I don't know. It's <sighs> really weird. I've seen four um, movies this year, actually. I saw ISS. You did see ISS. Did see ISS. <laughs> Fascinating. So I've seen two Ariana Du Bois movies this year already. Nice. She was in this as well. Du Bois. Du Bois. Du Bois? Du Bois? Du Bois? I don't know. No, I guess. No, nah, she an asshole. Bose, I think it is. She did not think it was funny when uh, Bella Ramsey made fun of her at the when awards. When did Bella Ramsey make fun of her? Uh, Bella Ramsey was doing an awards ceremony. She's like, She's like, hey, actors, you don't all have to attempt to sing because you're not all singers. And she like listed off a couple people. Oh, like, she was in. And she was one of the people. Mm. But Ariana DeBois does sing. She was West Side Story, right? Yeah. Was she the one that won? She won. Yeah, that's right. And she was like, not funny, not funny at all. And she was like, look at Bella Ramsey like she did something wrong. And everyone was like, it's a joke at an award show. Yeah. Like, Leave her alone, dude. Calm down. Bella Sorry. Ramsey's that dude. She'll whoop your ass. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so excited for Last of Us Season 2. Just rewatch it. I think it's gonna be good. I think it's gonna be fan- we should pregame. fantastic. Yeah, we should pregame some wine. So I just ball nah, my eyes out. Golf trip, golf trip with some whiskey. <sighs> if you played the game, you'd get it. Yeah, I'll be twenty-one. Hmm? I'll be twenty-one. You'll be 21. It's a month and a half. It's gonna be a big day. Oh my god, you do turn twenty-one in a month and a half. Yeah, that's crazy. I yeah, turned twenty-three big, in a month and a half. <laughs> <laughs> um. I was gonna say, oh, this whole this whole movie—it's not the first act. The first act is actually really, really enjoyable. Like, probably would be my favorite movie of the year so far. If really, it stayed well, at that level. Because you saw Night Swim, ISS, and the Beekeeper. Beekeepers are seventy-one. <laughs> you leave that movie alone. Josh Hutcherson is having a renaissance, and I am all for it right uh, now. That dude nice. had two number one movies at the box office in the last six months. Two. Mm-hmm. Five Nights at Freddy's. Mm-hmm. What else? A beekeeper. Oh, that was number one. For two weeks. And then it lost it and then took it back. Because it's January. And guess what? <laughs> Nothing no comes out in January. <laughs> Whatever. All right, go for it. What, what else do you have? Um, This movie would have been better if Josh Hutcherson was in it. Just Okay. Um, now, but, uh, no, I, I got an actual point now. Go for it. So as we said, this movie is attached to the Kingsman universe. It's a shared universe. And his next movie is Kingsman 3. So maybe this does associate to this in some way. Because, mm-hmm. I mean, it would it would be weird if this post credit scene had to do with the Kingsman. Then we get a whole Kingsman movie, and that has nothing to do with this. And all of a sudden, we're just supposed to remember from just a 
minute scene. Yeah. So I think they'll hopefully one of these two, either Sam Rockwell or uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, will show up maybe in a post credit scene just to associate the universe. But me and Ryan talked about it is that in the first Kingsman, Samuel L. Jackson's the main villain. Yeah. And his sidekick, uh, what's her name? Sam Butel. Sophia Butel. Sophia Butel. She's, she, um, she's the girl Rebel with the knife legs. Yeah, she's in Rebel Moon also, which was the best movie last year. Is that her? Yeah. The lead? Yeah. Man, she is bad in that movie. <laughs> it's not her fault. It's one of the worst no. scripts I think I've ever seen. Like, you just tell by how the one. Because she's really good in. I like her in this, and I like her in. But she's a really good actress. Yeah. yeah. She's, it's not her fault that Rebel Moon's bad. Um, but yeah, they're both in the first Kingsman as the bad people, like the villains. Yeah. So do. I'm just a little confused at yeah. how they're going to. They both die. Obama dies in the first Kingsman. What? Remember that? You don't remember the, the finale when all the heads explode? Yeah. You see the, like, the, what's the, like, war room? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah. And you see, you don't see his face, but you see the, the head seat is a black guy. And you see his head explode. No. uh Yeah. Matthew Vaughn killed Obama? He killed Obama. Who killed Obama? <laughs> I want to play basketball with Obama. He'd probably fuck you up. He probably would ball. Apparently, he's a baller. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Remember the picture of him going for the layup? Yeah. And it was like, if you block the shot, raise your taxes. Obama out and he dropped them like. Yeah. That was all. I love Barack Obama. I just want to meet him. <laughs> Dude, every year he puts out, it's like Obama's top 10. Yeah. I'm always like, I love you, Obama, but no one gives a shit. Nobody <laughs> fucking cares, man. All due respect. No, I care. I want to see Bill Clinton put out what his top ten. Oh, you know, it's some horrible movies that you should yeah. not be watching. Uh, but uh, yeah, <laughs> it's it's from favorite movies probably May December. Probably, yeah, yeah probably. <laughs> but yeah, um, Argyle, Argyle, Argyle. I like Henry Cavill. I love just seeing him have fun with roles. Yeah. I wish John Cena was in there more. Yeah. John Cena didn't really do much. Maybe it'll be more in the next one. Well, he doesn't exist. I know. Maybe we'll talk about the next book. May- well, there's no more books. There might be. Well, she the end of the movie, the he says, Argyle, book one, movie. So maybe book two is, has more of him because she's maybe bringing back the characters for another book. Well, I guess if Henry Cavill's a real person, there must be a real John yeah. Cena. Theoretically. It is funny that Henry Cavill's American. <laughs> I don't think I think he's put on an accent because the accent is horrible. It's like and a southern redneck. Yeah, oh. but I think it's horrible. No oh, whoa there. <laughs> whoa there, honkies. Um, okay. <laughs> he's got dipping. I mean, I ain't wrong. He's got a haircut. I ain't wrong. Yeah. Um No, I because I think it is him, the the British guy at the in the finale in the post credit scene. Because he says his name is whatever the fuck Argyle. It must. It has to be him. He's got the same haircut. It's just you know different. We're gonna be so wrong. It, I don't know. I would love for it to be Henry Cavill. It's a stupid post credit scene. <laughs> it's stupid. Yeah. Unless it has something to do with the next movie somehow, the next Kingsman. Because yeah, I don't know. If Henry Cavill shows up in that, I'll be so down. Yeah. Him and Taron Egerton. That'd be pretty badass fight scenes. That'd be pretty cool. I guess. Stop squeaking the chair. I'm not trying to. I'm trying to get comfy. But yeah. Um. I don't really have anything else to say about this movie. I gave my my main thoughts all came in the spoiler free portion of this episode. Um, I just think the movie never really fully got to its potential. I thought it could have been a lot better than what we ended up getting. Yeah, the first act showed what it should have been. Yeah, I will say though, the Bryce Dallas Howard does have to run away, and she does take her heels off. Which yeah, I thought it was funny. Yeah, 
Because you know she was like, yeah, I'm not doing this shit again. I'm not running these heels again. It makes sense, though. Like, I wish more people would do that because it would make no sense to run in heels. If yeah. you need to run somewhere. No, it's like impossible. Oh. There's a sequence in the trailer. For those who don't know, if you have seen the trailer, you'll know exactly what I'm talking about. He, uh, They're hiding under the floorboards and the cat meows and he comes out of the ground shooting. Mm-hmm. The sequence leading up to that, they are breaching the room. Yeah, this is where you get your army boy. Yo. <laughs> When I'm telling you, it was some of the best clearing I've ever seen in a movie. Like, mm-hmm. war movies included. It was exactly what you're taught. Yeah. Because a lot of the time, the guy will bust through the door and run through with the thing in his hands. Mm-hmm. Does not make any sense. You hit it, and you lean back against the wall, and everyone else comes in. And you sling it, and then you move in. Yeah. And when you come through, one guy will hook right, because you want to be the long haul. And then someone has to button hook the door. And you never see them actually do the book, because you come through and then turn really quick. You never actually see someone buttonhook a door. Mm-hmm. The guy buttonhooked not one door, but both doors he cleared. And I, I late gave him a little small clap in my chair because I, I, it was badass. So a lot of credit to whoever their stunt coordinator was because he knew exactly what he was doing and did it perfectly. All the gun work in this was very good. Yeah. Nothing over the top. I know people are always like, why are you blocking like this? Like when people are getting shot at? Yeah. Be a lot better than shot in the goddamn arm than the face. <laughs> And I know people have their problems with it, but I mean, it makes sense. And natural people are going to go like this. Yeah. So, and I mean, also, people have been watching John Wick for long enough. They're going to start going like this. You know what I mean? Yeah, Just that, at a. That's. Did you see somebody made that bullet? Yeah. Shit's so fucking so badass. <laughs> Even the, did you shit on it when we reviewed the movie? No. I said you it's did. getting. No, I, I said it's cool, but it's just getting a little bit too much. But then, like, now bullets it's real. don't do damage anymore. Now it's real. It is real now, but. He's going to fucking hurt. Yeah. Yeah. No, nah, him getting shot in that little two-inch gap was so stupid. I, I, that did annoy me a little bit. Yeah. But no, my, my thing was like he takes the hits and takes like no damage. Yeah, I feel like the other guys in the armor yeah, here. In the second movie when he first gets it, he like gets shot and he's like, ah. Yeah. By the fourth movie, he just tanks the bullets. Yeah. I'm like, you're going to have a few broken ribs from that. You know, that was my, that was my. I just remember you being like, that's no. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, nah, that shit badass. Oh, I love it. It's badass, but I'm just saying. Yeah, a lot of credit to their stunt coordinator, though. I'm I was very I mean, I was so surprised by how good it was. Mm-hmm. But yeah, gotta give credit where credit's due. But yeah, hopefully that the Kingsman 3 is better than this and better than Kingsman 2. Hopefully it gets back close to Kingsman 1's quality, which I think is one of the best spy movies. It's probably my top five spy movies of all time. It's just a fun movie. Yeah. This is fun too. It's just this is very much what people would consider a popcorn slushy flick. Yeah, very much so. Like it's very much like turn your you can turn your brain off yeah, of this. This would be a good date movie, I feel like. No, it's too long for a date movie. It is too date long. Date movies need to be like an hour thirty, hour forty five. Yeah, but they don't make those movies Unless anymore. Unless me. Because I took a girl on a date to see Spider Man No Way Home. <laughs> oh, you're a moron. Because I wanted well, no, she asked we watched all the Spider Man movies because she wanted to see it. So we okay. sat down for two different dates and watched the other ones. And we went and saw it, and she clapped and cheered when they showed up because she still had no idea that they were in it. Really? Yeah, just wanted to know it. And she got fucking stupid or she something. Got so, she got so excited. I, okay, good. I was I'm, like, I'm just joking around. No, I don't care. She had B I T C H. Whoa. <laughs> she was an asshole to me. Okay. Oh. <laughs> gotcha. <Yeah. laughs> um, moving on from that, we are going to jump. Uh, unless you have anything else to add to Argyle. No, I think I think we've said our pieces. Huh. Yeah. Well, moving on for that, uh, recommendation of the week. But before I say my actual recommendation, I told Ryan, I have to unrecommend something. You do. 
because your yeah. recommendation caught me by surprise last yeah. week. Yeah, I, was like, um, I recommended Canadian. True Detectives Night Country. First episode was pretty good. Judy Foster, the two leads, uh, Judy Foster and oh my god, what's her name? Tara Reed, I think. Tara Reed. Uh, you look it up for me. I just want to make sure I'm saying the right name. I think it's Tara Reed. Tara Reed. Tara Reed. Give me a second. Give me a second. True I'm definitely so wrong. Four. I feel so embarrassed. True Detective season four. Nope, that's. Uh, Come on. It's not showing me. It, when I hit cast, it's just like the whole season cast, the whole show. Uh, keep talking while I look it up. Don't worry about it. But yeah, um, it's not the cast's fault that the show's not good so far. It is very much the writing and the direction of the show. Kali Kyle, uh, Race. Reese. Oh my god, I'm so sorry. I got that name so wrong. You were the best part of the show. You are a bad motherfucker in that show. She's also a former champion in boxing. So oh yeah, no, I just yep. five time champion, I believe. I think she's a five-time champ. But her and Jodie Foster are not bad in the show. It The show is going leaning too far into the supernatural, and it's losing itself in this storyline, which is not the main storyline. Okay. And it, it's trying to be the same tone of season one, but it doesn't have the side characters to stay that dark. Wait, they're making another Wind River? Yeah, it's a trilogy. They're not. It's hell or high water. No, 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 no. I know that, but they're making. Oh, they're making a direct sequel. Yeah, with her in it. Wind River, the next chapter. Kelly Reese. Yeah. Is Jeremy Renner gonna be? I I don't think so. He's in the first one. Sometime later this year or early 2024. Well, then come out in 2023. Yes, maybe it probably got cut. Um. Well, it wouldn't make sense to make a sequel without... Oh, initial DVD... Wait, what the oh, fuck did I stumble yeah, upon? What, what do you want to... I don't know. It's um, got Connor from Succession, too? Yeah. Um, yeah, I unrecommend that. I'm sorry. If you're a fan of season one, Protectors like I am and Ryan is, do not watch the new season. I think it's really struggling. It's really wasting two actresses I think could have had the same quality as season one if they had the same writers. And I think the side characters also of season one make that show just as good as what it is. So yeah, do not watch it. What I am going to recommend is a movie I just watched for the very first time the other day, and it ended up being one of my, probably in my top 50 movies of all time. Hey, look at that. And that is Scott Pilgrim vs. the Earth. I know, I know, I've never watched it. I've been What did you say? Scott Pilgrim vs. the World. Mm-hmm. That's what I said. Yeah, totally. Yep. <laughs> it, uh, it's an amazing movie. It's Edgar Wright at his best. Uh, Michael Sarah is great. Uh, Mary Elizabeth Winstead is one of my favorite characters of all time. Was it? I absolutely love her. First of all, she's got the prettiest eyes <laughs> in the world, and she's just you know, amazing in that role. Like, I just love that role. Ramona Flowers. Yeah. However, the Ryan even saw me because Ryan watched it with me. I almost went from this movie like a 93 to 95 range to this movie being like a 50 because I didn't see where something was going. And I was about to get so angry, and thank God it ends the way I wanted it to. And hopefully we maybe get a sequel one day because I would love more of these two. Yeah, that shit's never going to happen. Yeah, it is. <laughs> yeah. Watch the anime. I think they're both – I'm pretty sure they're both back to voice act. They are. Yeah. But it's it's just the same story. Just an extended That's true. version of it. Yeah. I want more after. Okay. But yeah, yes, the the world. That's my recommendation. Fair enough. But yeah, My recommendation – I, I – this one just missed my um, top five gangster movies list that we did with Malcolm Goodwin. It is Leon the Professional. 
because you because I asked you if it really counts, and you said no, no, it doesn't count. I do not sound like that. You sound exactly like that. No, I do not sound like that. You sound exactly. I'm sound pretty sure we just harmonized when we both just made. I think noise. so. We both said the same thing again. Um, yeah, Leon the Professional. It's it's a very good movie. Um, oh really? Young Natalie Portman, <laughs> surprisingly, probably honestly, best child actor performance maybe ever. I, I can't know. think of one better. She's got to be up it. there. That's true. She is great. Um, but it's it's one of those two. Yeah. And then the, the I I always forget his name French dude the guy then, who plays uh, Leon of course Gary Oldman so yeah Gary Oldman's fantastic um it's just a really really great movie I watched that movie really it's a lot of fun it's a lot of fun to watch um so recommend that Leon the Professional didn't you watch that while you were sick last year no I watched it over the summer oh you did yeah what did you watch when you were, oh you watched the Rover you the Rover Prisoners and something else the Rover Prisoners. I don't care what anyone says. I still love that movie. The Rover? Yeah. I think it's so pretty. It's just, yeah, it's it's a movie. If you want to watch a movie that doesn't really have a story, watch yeah. The Rover. And if you want to see Robert Pattinson, just nail something. Well, just to be clear, if you want to watch a miserable movie that has no story, it's watch not The a Rover. miserable movie. What do you mean miserable? It's fucking depressing. Oh, no, it's sad. Yeah, it's nothing good happens. Miserable makes it sound like it's a bad movie. It's not bad. No, movie. miserable is like, oh. It's got a sad ending, fuck. though. Fuck. Yeah. yeah, Robert Pattinson's great. In it. I don't, like I love him. In that oh, movie. he's probably the best. I mean, Guy Rich, not Guy Ritchie. Guy, Guy um, Pierce. yeah, Guy Pierce is great. Too, uh, yeah, that, I think I, I that movie's more. It's if you're watching it for directing and all, it's probably not what you should watch. But if you're watching it for performances, I love both performances, and it's again, I like that not dramatized violence very much, yeah. just quick. And it's an interesting like kind of world. Yeah, they they never really flesh it out, but the more you kind of like the little hints you get, you're like, oh. What happened here? Yeah. You know, yeah. Oh, the military beast beast scene's cool. Yeah, yeah. Robert Pattinson coming, <laughs> coming, doing his thing. <laughs> but yeah, um, what got us to that? You asked what movies I watched. Oh, yeah, because I, I thought that's me watching Leon the Professional. Nah. You watched it over the summer. Yeah. Did you watch it down the short? Yeah. It's such a good movie. I have to rewatch that. It's I watched that when movie. I was like twelve. I probably haven't seen it since then. Uh, yeah, that's aggressive, but hey, fair enough. Hey, I learned my parents' code on the TV. I was trying to just see naked girls as a twelve-year-old. I, okay. <laughs> and any cool. dude, it was like any R-rated movie I would just put on. Yeah, I'm sure. And I watched some really weird movies. I'm sure like you did. Was, uh, love, love, sex, and obsession. I think it was called. To this day, it has one of the most disturbing scenes, and it is ingrained in my. I won't say it on the podcast. I'll tell you after we stop recording. But okay. I mean, it's ingrained in my head. Awesome. Thank you. Yeah. But <laughs> besides that, uh, thank you guys for tuning in to this week's episode. Uh, tomorrow I leave to go box College Burnout for his YouTube channel. That video will debut on March 17th. But I will tell you guys a little bit about it when I come back. I will make a post about Instagram. Ryan thinks I'm going to get knocked out. Let me know what you guys think is going to happen to me. I think you're getting your shit rocked. I probably am. I don't, I don't see anything but, uh, else happening. Yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. Make sure to continue liking and sharing the episode. If you're trying to steal our show, go fuck yourself. Um, yeah, yeah but, fuck off, California guy. Yeah, fuck you. But everyone else who's continued to love our show, uh, thank you so much. It means a lot to me and Ryan. And yeah, uh, check out next week when we're going to be reviewing. Don't give them hope. No, we don't know. We don't know next either. week. Hold on. I'm going to tell you guys exactly what I'm no, it's not. I know. What is it? Do you have the regal? Oh, you don't have the regal. No. Fuck.
never mind. Well, I don't remember what we're going to review because my phone's dead. <laughs> yeah, thank you guys so much for tuning in this episode. Of course, Ryan gets to end the episode like he does every week. Ryan, what do you want to say to our listeners? Uh, thanks. Uh, see you later. <laughs>